You're tuned into the It's Real podcast with your hosts, Kayla Callender and Andrew Yagi. Each week, we'll talk about what happens behind the scenes working full time in real estate and share with you real life stories, our successes, and failures as we work to help consumers and industry professionals reach their real estate and real life goals. Here we go. It's episode 31 of It's Real Podcast. I'm Andrew Yegi and I'm a real estate agent. I'm Kayla Callender and I'm a mortgage lender. Kayla, happy new year and happy start of season two of the It's Real Podcast. It's season two. I'm so excited. We have a, a season under our belt. We are beating the odds of all podcast starters. Look out, world. Right. So we just, you know, 30 episodes in season one. We just missed... Um, you know, 20, 22 weeks of, of content, but that's okay. We made it a lot farther than most people. I was wondering if you actually noticed that because our goal was one a week, but you know what? One every other week is great too. It's not bad. Not bad. No. So are you incredibly excited for a new year? Is this where, you know, you do the whole restart thing, resolutions? What do you do at this time? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm, Kayla, I'm big on goals. I'm big on self-improvement and, and you know, big on just, you know, achievement and the like. And um, so, yeah, so it, it has been been big. I've, I, I have some really big goals for 2024. I'm really excited about the new year, Kayla. I had a little bit of anxiety when I got up on the first and I hadn't set my goals yet. Although I kind of, you know, knew largely what they were, but, you know, sometimes committing, committing them to paper is one of the biggest things and, and I hadn't done it. But how about you? You know, usually every year I have a huge list of things. And this year I'm just kind of taking it brick by brick. And I am a big planner and I'm the type where I'll have a goal and I'll break it down, like, you know, reverse engineer it back to what I need to do. And I'll still do that. But I'm just kind of focusing on balance a little bit this year because sometimes I don't know about you. I go so all in right away that I get burned out. So I have a lot of goals, but I'm just going into them a little bit more delicately this year. Yeah. I like it. Good for you. But I did start out my new year hanging out with my really good friend who I do a podcast with. So that was a really great start. Yeah. So so that that is one thing, Kayla, that, you know, and, and like we talked when when we connected yesterday is just the fact that, you know, we sit and we see each other every week or I guess on average every other week um, due to our lack of, of consistency there for a while. But um, but, you know, the the real like face to face, you know, connection and, and, and getting together you know, makes a huge difference and is still so important. And it's something that, you know, it's kind of be, becoming a little bit of a lost art, you know, with a lot of people in the day of, of Zoom and Teams meetings and, you know, just doing everything virtually and, and you know, via technology. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's just proof too, though, that you can still have relationships and collaborations with people and you can still close on clients' deals. Like you still have this ability to break barriers that geography, you know, used to prevent us from doing. We, you know, couldn't see people in person, then we couldn't do business or have a relationship. We're now, I mean, you and I are proof that, I mean, we saw each other yesterday for coffee, but when was the last time we saw each other in person, Andy? Do you know? Was it was it two years ago? Has it, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. But 
thankful for technology, right? Very thankful for technology. If not for technology, we wouldn't be talking right this second, Kayla. I know. We're filming our, our 20, 30 episodes. So I'm excited, though, for what the year has to bring. I'm excited for real estate. Uh, you know, last year was incredibly challenging for most. Right. I, you know, you have fire, right? It, it can either warm your house or it can burn it down. And some people let it burn down their house and others used it as fuel to warm their house. Like, I'm going to fine tune my systems and lean in and learn. And if I'm slow, I'm going to find ways to educate myself. So I don't know about you, Andy, but I feel like you and I leaned into the hard times and found ways to really press on and become better at our jobs. So I'm excited to see what 2024 brings. I am too. And I think, you know, what really hit home for me earlier, you know, when, when we were talking about goals and I'm all in and, you know, jotting down, you know, just a, a laundry list of things I want to do when you're talking about balance. I think that is, you know, one thing that I did take out of this last year, which, you know, was down, you know, 20 to 25 percent mm-hmm. on average uh, in most marketplaces is that I, I worked to find balance and and just, you know, find some of the other things that I that I like to do. Um, you know, kind of through kind of some self-reflection exploration, you know, I've, I've really, you know, been trying to spend more time with family. Like I probably told you before, my, my oldest to, you know, my girls are six and four and just coming up on a year. And my oldest, when, when she started preschool and I had to take her to school two days a week at eight and pick her up at three, it kind of bothered me because I wasn't able to get to the office or I had to wrap up work early, but really I'm, I'm reframing that I'm looking because now I'm every day of the week, more or less when I'm able to. I'm there, you know, picking up my my kids because my wife also works in a school and beginning and end of the day are really busy. So I'm kind of reframing and and choosing how I think about that and being more productive and being more intentional with my time. And then also, you know, finding some other things that I like to do that complement this things, especially like aviation, agriculture. And, you know, diving into that to kind of keep me focused and keep me sharp as well. So, right. I think that's just a balance of everything. And I know it's often overused that term, but I think at any time, is anything really truly imbalanced? Probably not. But I think you, the outlook on it needs to be balanced is you have to be okay with, you know, if you do, you know, take your daughter to, to daycare or uh, attend, you know, uh, your son's soccer game, you're going to have to get back to a client at a different time. Or you might not be able to, you know, show a house at that exact time that normally you would. But at the end of the day, people understand balance. We humans understand each other. And I feel like I used to look at people, Andy, and say, oh, my gosh, like, they're always working. They must be crushing it. Where now I look at people and I think they're not working. They're taking vacations. They must be crushing it because they must be balancing their life somehow. They must be able to do that. They must have a team or they can delegate to elevate. And so it's all a matter of your own perception and mm-hmm. what you find balance with, I guess is what I'm saying. Yep, absolutely. And and you're right. I mean, leverage and, and having a great team on your side. I know you've got some great individuals that you work with at, at First International and, and the same in my office. I've got some great staff, you know, both here physically in my office and in the Philippines who really helped me um, you know, be able to do what I do and, and do some of the things that I do in the community. They help, you know, take some things off my plate so that I can go and focus on on the pieces that are really important to me. Are there any like tips or tricks that you would have for like 
anyone listening, maybe that's in real estate or in sales or just in general, they want to be more organized or any, you know, you just said you use someone in the Philippines. Like people don't even know that exists. What are, what are like two or three tools or things that you use that are going to use in 2024 that help you with efficiencies? That is a very interesting question. So first of all, I would say, Kayla, read Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek, because that's what kind of, you know, got me going in the virtual assistant space. Um, you know, just kind of showing Tim Ferriss does a great job of illustrating, you know, what truly is available, um, you know, provided your business, your business obviously has to be at a certain point, but, and you have to use the, the proper tools and be very, very disciplined, but, but you can work very little and be, and be very productive. Um, as far as tools and the things that I use for productivity, Kayla, they're remarkable. Have you bought yours yet? Because I know you said you were, uh, you were planning, uh, you really needed one. And so the remarkable is like my right hand. I mean, it's yeah. it's like it's digital, but it's like writing on paper. Um, I use it kind of as a daily planner, you know, and, and just like this morning, I was at a meeting talking about housing, Kayla, and all of a sudden, oh boy, I need to take notes. Well, I'm going to add a couple of a couple of sheets here so I can take notes on the fly and then I can come back and I can reference them. It's just the perfect balance of of like no tech and, and tech if you will. Yeah. Well, I think too, is when you have things written down in one place and then you're traveling with your phone and then you've got your computer, it's, they're all over the place, your notes and you don't, it, you just become scatterbrained. Mm -hmm. And I think you, they're remarkable. Yes. I'm considering, and thank you for letting me now again, try yours out for a second time. Um, it just allows you to have that feeling of writing down. I know a lot of people say, I just want to write it down. You can do that. You can link it. Like you said, you have an app. I think that that is a really, really great tool because when you go all electronic, you can access it from anywhere. You're right. no longer scatterbrained with where things are at. So that's what I really liked about your remarkable. As long as I walk out the door in the morning, probably with my wallet, my laptop, my remarkable, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in good shape and can do most anything from anywhere. Kayla, I'm a little disappointed to hear you say you're still just considering it. Obviously I didn't do a I'm good enough. It. I'm trying to convince my husband that I can spend the money on it. I'm like, you know what? You got to invest sometimes, but, but he, Just he's all it. Do it. It's productivity. Yeah, it's a business. business. Should we take a, a quick commercial break while you, uh, while I, while I observe you purchasing it to hold you accountable because it's something like you need some accountability. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. Let's just do that after and we'll plug it back in. Cause I, I need to order it. I just need to decide between the keyboard and like the cover. I think you just, you don't need up. the keyboard. Just get the cover. Okay. Hold me accountable. Yagi. Yeah. Anyway, um, so talking about goals, Kayla, I want to dive in to goals and, and, and maybe not right this second. You know, I, I think perhaps our next episode, we visit a little bit more about it. You know, this just kind of setting the stage. But, um, you know, we set goals related to health and wellness. My number one goal deals with health and wellness, Kayla. I have big goals for the year. You know, we set goals for, um, you know, for retirement, um, you know, for taking vacations, uh, passion projects, whatever. But a lot of people don't really think of real estate in terms of uh, like, hey, I have real estate goals when realistically we do subconsciously. So I want to dive into that. In fact, you know, the rest of this month really want to, you know, focus a little bit um, on that for our listeners um, as it pertains to setting goals, you know, whether that's for your primary housing, maybe it's for a second residence. 
maybe diving into investment properties. I have a lot of people all the time that ask me. In fact, just today I was out looking at, I had someone reach out to me and said, hey, I know you're an investor. We have a property we want to sell. Will you come and look at it? So just like if, if you're looking to invest, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and so on and so forth. So I think that we should dive into some of that, um, you know, just the rest of this month. Um, Goals as a, as, no matter where you're at with a first home purchase and investment is if you don't have goals, you really don't have anything to aim for. And it's one thing to say, well, you know, I have these goals. That's one thing. Get your goals down. But what we can do in future episodes is have your goals, but have the what, but then figure out the how to get there. My um, good friend Skip had said that to me today on a conversation we had. What are your goals? Don't worry about the how. Get the goal written down and then you and I, Andy, can help people break down how do we get them there? How do we get you to those to those end results? Yep. So we'll talk about the process as well. I think that's really important yeah. to really dive in and, and look at that and, and what does that all entail? Um, a lot a lot of people, Kayla, have put their goals kind of on the sideline and just thinking that, hey, I'm never going to be able to buy or I can't move, you yeah. know, just because rates have been so high. But we've seen a little bit of a retreat. Have we yeah. not? Yeah, we have. You know, last time we spoke, we had seen them start to come down. They've come down a little bit more. Um, they're up a bit today and yesterday. But as you see, I love Mortgage News Daily just because it's a general average. But a 30 years now, it's under seven still, 677. Um, you know, and again, this doesn't include, you know, down payment assistance programs or special portfolio. But, you know, that looks a lot better than 8%. And for some people, Andy, this makes a difference, not just in payment, maybe in what program they qualify for. I had a, a client uh, two weeks ago, uh, they were FHA. And because of the rate decrease, just so, you know, it's a small decrease, but he's able to go conventional uh, now. And that makes a difference, um, especially if you're looking at a property that's, you know, needs some work. Um, thank you for pulling this up. These are down slightly. Last um, week, uh, you'll see just that first line, that first home was at 5.95. So just down slightly, but these are North Dakota housing rates. And these are online. And you guys, like you can Google this and watch those rates. You can Google Mortgage News Daily and watch the rates. But, you know, for anyone looking to buy this year, you know, I've said it before. And I say it darn near every time we record, get pre-qualified now so that when rates drop more and more, you don't have to wait to go through that process later on. Two questions. First of all, Kayla, how many pre-quals or how many pre-qualified buyers do you think you have waiting in the wings? Like if you were to guess. You know what? I'm, it's funny you ask that. Um, I had 295 clients come to me last year. Wow. And I probably have right now, I would say 50 families that could pull the trigger right this second. I probably have another 10 that we would need to refresh some things, have more discussions. But yeah, I would say quite a handful. Well, yeah. So it, it, it could get busy. The, the other, well, it, it, it will at, at, at the at the right time. And I think people, I think, I think it's going to be a pretty busy year, Kayla. And we'll talk about our predictions in just a little bit. One question I have, and and 
you know, someone brought up to me the other day, and I'd, I'd prefer your answer just because you are the mortgage expert. But so you look at the range, so it's easy to look and know that this is an average. But, you know, somewhere in the nation, I can go and I can get a 15-year fix for like 5.12%. Or, you know, I might go across town accidentally and, and get 7.35%. Why, you know, why the, the variation here, Kayla? Why is there such a such a swing? So when you see interest rates, sometimes, you know, you'll see, for example, that six, seven, seven, you might then see, you know, five and a half somewhere else, because a lot of times to get that lower rate, you're paying what's called a discount point. You're paying points. You're paying upfront, essentially, to get that lower rate. I tell my clients, it's kind of like when you upgrade, you know, when you upgrade, when you're flying and you fly first class and you, you want to upgrade. You get the better option, but you pay for it. Well, if you're flying first class, you're going to pay for it. Same with the rate. If you want to fly first class at the lower rate, you're going to pay for it. So a lot of times lenders will splash a rate, but they need to be showing that those rates have X amount of fees. So if a client says, hey, Kayla, you're at six and a half and I saw X bank at this, I say, send me their loan estimate. Let's let's discuss this. Sure. And then what we do is we find that there are fees for that rate. So that's oftentimes what you'll see. And, you know, companies are going to vary from day to day and product to product. But essentially, that's what the, the difference is. So smoke and mirrors. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm telling people right now, if rates do drop this year, why are we talking about buying down the rate if you're going to refinance in probably six to eight months? But you're breaking. Rates drop, Kayla. You mean when when rates drop? When I'm just careful because. How many times are rates going to drop this year? Well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> um, I, I like to hone in, Kayla, on uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association and their figures. I think you like these too, and it is really interesting to look at. You know, kind of uh, averages and and everything. You know, so looking at you know 2024, they're showing you know, one, two, three, you know, that rates will, will drop all the way down to an average of six, you mm -hmm. know, for a 30-year mortgage. Um, but they, I think they had also told us last year things were going to drop quicker than they did. Did they not? They did. And and they, they didn't exactly show up how we thought. And so, you know, right now I'm telling people, like, let's discuss buying down the rate. But if your break-even point is two and a half years to buy down the rate, I don't think that's a great idea. I feel like you're going to throw away money. So, you know, lenders need to be having these discussions with their clients so that they know, like, are they going to throw away money if they refinance in six months? Or maybe they just buy it down a little bit. Um, so I do think we'll see some rate decline. You know, the Fed says four times, but is that four tiny little drops? Is it four huge ones at the end of the year? We, we don't know, but all we can do is keep our pulse on it. Sure. I've heard three to five, you know, three some places, five other places. You're kind of right in the middle. So it'll be interesting to see that. Also interesting to point out, you know, as you as you keep trending into 2025, she'll still kind of a gradual decline leveling out, you know, mid fives. And then even 2026 kind of staying about the same. So I think, you know, for those that are sitting out there thinking, oh, I'm still going to wait. I guess it depends on your circumstance, but, I, you know, we're not you know, we'll see, see some rates dropping, but, but it's going to be a gradual decline by the look of it. Well, and two, I think if you know you need to move or you want to buy, 
I mean, right now, yeah, rates might be higher today than they will be next year or end of this year, whatever year they decide to come down. But, you know, when you think about it, if you are spending a little bit more on the rate right now, you can refinance when rates drop. But the cool part is if you're able to buy right now, you're seeing seller concessions, you're seeing reduced prices. Typically, you can't renegotiate your price in a year during a bidding war but you can renegotiate your rate later on. So it does depend on the person. You're spot on, Andy, but it just truly depends on, you know, do you want to get in now and hopefully you can refinance? But my fear is, are people going to get into bidding wars when rates come down and then they're overpaying again? And now, you know, they, they're overpaying in, in price, which affects their payment too. So I guess time will tell. It will indeed. Speaking of time telling, so here we are at the beginning of the year, and everyone's probably wondering, Kayla, what are your predictions for the year? Um, and and so what do those look like? I think we will see rate drops like the Fed has indicated. I think that we are going to see, I think we're going to see a bit of a frenzy because I even felt it in the last couple of weeks and rates didn't move substantially, but enough. Um, I think that we will see probably low sixes come year end. That's my thought. Um, what about you? What do you see happening in, in the market? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think kind of like what we just talked about, rates are going to be lower, you know, than they were in 2023, you know, somewhere in that that three to five number of rate cuts. And, and you know, we'll see. I think you're probably right on as far as where, where rates will end up. I think the volume of home sales, Kayla, is going to increase for this year yeah. um, just because there are a lot of people that have been sitting on the sidelines waiting to put their home on the market. Those people, new year, new opportunities. I've got to get back and, and look at my goals. I have somewhere that I want to be. So I think some of those individuals are going to put their house on the market. Um, buyer demand still, I would say, is very high, you know, especially among the millennials that are out there. Yeah. Um, just because they're the largest group of home buyers right now. I think a lot of people, you know, you read some doom and gloom about home prices, a recession, a crash, housing prices are, are going to come down. I don't think so. I think home prices are going to remain, you know, fairly neutral, Kayla. Well, yeah. we may see some uh, appreciation in some areas, but they're going to be neutral um, mm -hmm. for 2024. And then, you know, one question that I always get from people is now a good time to buy or sell. And ultimately that depends. It's got to make sense mm -hmm. for you and your circumstance, but you know, with rates trending down, um, continued high demand. I mean, that's a fantastic recipe for what should be a very yeah. active, um, home market for 2024. Well, and I love what you're saying because for some people, it's not just about the dollar. And we've talked about this before, but they may have had this thought of, I'm never going to buy. I'm going to be in this apartment forever. They've got kids, they've got pets. And I think there's a lot of people come this spring that are going to see a little bit of a rate decline, more inventory as people are starting to sell because now they can get a little bit lower rate, you know, with the purchase probably not as low as they have, but I think we're going to see people really look into this a little bit more emotionally too, of what does my family need? What do I need for peace of mind? I had a call with a client today and she said, I just want my own office in my house. I just have an apartment and I have no place to work when I want to work at home. So it's little things like that, that I think people will also look into. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Kayla, I think that's a lot of great information. Uh, I'm really, really excited that 
you know, you're all in and you've agreed to do another season here with me. And thanks to everyone, all of our loyal listeners uh, and fans were really excited um, to hopefully instill some real estate knowledge in all of you in 2024 and beyond. And beyond. And maybe we'll hit more than 30 episodes this year. Who knows? That's a goal, Kayla. Well, but and I don't want to be too pushy with goals. We're just, we're, we'll, yeah. we'll see so. Slide into 24. <laughs> well, Kayla, have a great rest of the week, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Sounds good. See you later. See ya.